0: to day 12 of national podcast post month here on the spotlight with ben beck which would be me ben beck <clears throat> this uh this one is curtis armstrong which uh we were very excited to get curtis on the podcast i've been a fan of curtis's for a long time uh curtis who you would know most notably most likely as uh, as booger from the Revenge of the Nerds movies, if you're if you're an '80s kid like me, but if you're not, you might know him more as the uh, the Metatron from uh, from Supernatural. Uh, Curtis was it was a great interview. He was he was a conversation he was on at the time to promote a show called Heiston, which was uh, at the time Amazon was doing this thing where they would put up pilots. Uh, or two or three episodes to three or four new shows, and they let the audience decide. And unfortunately, Heiston wasn't one of the ones that they chose, which was a shame because we watched it and we loved it. Um, but Curtis was a great person to talk to. I-, I love going back and re-listening to this one myself, as a matter of fact. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet Curtis not too long Uh, after this this was this was done and he was even nicer in person he was so incredibly nice so i hope you guys enjoy this one this is our spotlight rewind with curtis armstrong part of national podcast post month uh we are back with more of the showcast and it is time to bring on our guest for this week now I know we tried having this gentleman on a little while back to promote another project he was doing, but things didn't work out. However, he's joining us now, and I i know personally I couldn't be more excited because uh, I'm a huge fan of his. His body of work is so damn big that it would take up all of our time to mention everything. Uh, but just to name a few things, One Crazy Summer, Better Off Dead, Dodgeball, Moonlighting, uh, Supernatural, King of the Nerds, Revenge of the Nerds, of course. And now he's joining us to talk a little bit more about his new project, Heistin. Which is part of Amazon's new lineup of shows. Please welcome to the program, the one and only Mr. Curtis Armstrong. Curtis, thanks for spending some time with us.
1: Oh, thank you. That was a very nice introduction.
0: (laughs) It's no, it's, it's definitely deserved for, for some, as I said, I'm, I'm a big fan, so.
1: Uh, I appreciate that. Thanks. Uh,
0: So Adam and I both had an opportunity to check out the pilot episode of Heistin, which is now up on Amazon. Uh, But for anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to to see it yet, what can you tell us about the show?
1: Well, I'll tell you something. This is, you know, I mean, I've done I've done press for stuff before. Um, And it sounds this sounds like such a typical actor thing to say. Um, But it's true um i'm I'm enthusiastic about this project in a way that I don't that I am usually not. Um, it is so different. Uh, I mean, I love my work. I love doing all kinds of things, but this is a special show, I think, for me. Um, it's got a, a a pedigree which I mean, really got my attention at the time. It's executive produced by Sasha Baron Cohen. And it's directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, who are the directors of Little Miss Sunshine, among other things. Mm-hmm. And it was written by Bob Nelson, who uh, wrote the uh, the Bruce Dern movie last year, Nebraska, the hit uh, indie movie. Yeah. So I mean, you know, this is a, uh, this is kind of a, 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 an extraordinary creative group. Uh, but then I read the script, and the script. I found so I it's hard to describe it endearing funny really odd it's a <laughs> peculiar story it's done in a in a style which will be recognizable if you know uh certainly Jonathan and Valerie's work and Bob's work um it's it's a it's a style which you just don't see that often on television yeah. even on something like uh, you know, one of these the the new sh- the new networks like uh, Netflix or, or Amazon. So it's it's a very different kind of thing. The role that I'm playing, uh, I also found very uh, attractive. The story with the show is essentially to give you just a thumbnail sketch. Is that uh, it's it's called Heiston The lead character is a nineteen-year-old boy who um, has imaginary friends, which he can see and talk to, and we as the audience can see, uh, but his family with whom he lives do not see these people. So they are pretty convinced he's crazy, <laughs> and that's made more complicated by the fact that they actually are a little uh, odd themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're trying to figure out how to fix their son, when their son is very happy in this world that he has made for himself with these famous people. Now, in the pilot, which is the only thing that we've shot so far, it, we have his um, his imaginary friends are Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers and Shaquille O'Neal from Shaquille O'Neal. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, so. so You know, we have these two absolute oddball uh, people who you would never in a million years consider, you know, together in a comedy, um, playing themselves inside the head of this boy, Heiston.
2: Yeah, yeah, and Flea's a small guy. And
1: my, my character is the boy's Uncle Billy, and I... Yeah, I've been describing him as a sort of bastard child of Booger and Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> which I think is a pretty good description. That, that's a very good description, him. actually. It's it certainly would have probably been, you know, uh, uh, it would certainly have been Booger, you know, aged thirty years. <laughs> um, would, of course, this year would be um, thirty years. So. It's it's just been a delight. I love doing it, and uh, would love to revisit it.
2: Yeah, and not even just obviously the you know special guests are phenomenal, but the the rest of the cast alone yourself, uh, Mary from uh, you know twenty four fame, Chris who we've actually had the pleasure of talking to, and you know SNL fame, Mary
1: Lynn Rysub, and uh, Louis Pullman who is uh who plays the boy um is uh a, a remarkable young actor somebody that I've really I was really struck by in fact uh you know when I saw it I mean when I was working with him it was just I was working with you know a good young actor but when I saw him on the screen it made me realize that this is somebody who's got that kind of of uh, Purity is a weird word for it, but it's sort of like you would find in some of the classic silent film actors, like a Buster Keaton or a Stan mm-hmm. Laurel. Stan Laurel, really, he kind of reminds me of Stan Laurel, um, who was a you know a, a comic hero of mine, personally, and he's got that kind of quality about him. Um, and the humor on the show is unique. I mean, it's just not like anything out there at the moment. So um, no, I so, mean yeah, it's it's fantastic,
0: and i I know the show itself had me laughing from, I think, in the first minute of the show, yeah, in the opening scene yeah, in the doctor's office. The right. doctor's office. <laughs> I was laughing from the moment the show started until the very end. Well,
1: you know, I mean, we've got Kurt Fuller there too, playing the doctor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who is you know, I've known him for years. He and he and I have been in in uh, we were both in Ray. We've both done you know shows. We've never done shows. we've never had scenes together, but we've been in the same in the same uh, project, yeah. from time to time. And I know him from just hanging out in rehearsal in uh, rather in audition rooms. Uh, with him over the years, but uh, it was nice to finally work with him.
0: Yeah, and Lewis is still... Lewis is still relatively unknown at this point, because I don't believe I've seen him in anything before school. No, tech.
1: he's... This is a new... Uh, this is a new person. He's actually... He's he's Bill Pullman's son.
0: Oh, okay. And oh, Bill Pullman.
1: Okay. And, uh, but I don't think he's done anything outside of school at this point. Yeah. I don't think he... This is his first... Uh, I believe that's true. I might be wrong, but I think that that he is a real newcomer here, and you know, with enormous charm and and uh, a lot of talent uh, for a nineteen-year-old a person.
2: Yeah, and yeah, I know- the way this oh, the way this like uh, this Amazon pilot season works is, you know, basically it's just one, a pilot episode of a, a bunch of shows, and then fans themselves get to watch them and and kind of tell Amazon what they think. So obviously we want people to go watch it and, and vote it up. Um, well, the
1: important you... thing, yeah, the important thing is that when they watch it, they have to rate it. Yeah, because exactly. That's, you know, I mean, it's kind of a weird way of working, but it's it seems to be, you know, it's the way that they do it now so that they then, you know, look at the end of this month, they'll stop the streaming of it the free streaming of it on Amazon.com. And that's when in December, they they start looking at the ratings of all of their pilots and make a determination which ones they're going to pick up. And so that's why I've been doing so much press for this. It's funny because, you know, when you do a pilot for a television, you know, like a network or even a cable show, there's a, there's a certain amount of outside publicity which is done for it. Mm-hmm. And in a case like this, it's really dependent on people uh, like like Mary Lynn and Flea and me uh, who have Internet followings, you know, Twitter followings and so on Mm -hmm. um, to get the word out, because that's the only way people are going to know it's there to be to be watched. So, you know, we've been uh, we've been doing that, you know, pretty consistently now for the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, and I know one thing I like about the show too. With the format is if
2: it's picked up, which I really hope it is, because again, I, I really enjoyed it. it yeah, it's eight point six out of ten right now. So I don't, I don't know how the other ones are doing, but I would assume that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: yeah, that it's doing very well. So, but I, I must say, it
2: definitely leaves some opportunity for a lot
0: of cameos in the future yeah. as well.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, the idea that the idea that uh, they have for this is that you know, as wonderful as it was to Wolf. Watch, flea. We will all almost certainly not see them again. I mean, they are they, every week would be different, different uh, uh, imaginary friends yeah. in his head. So it could be anybody. I mean, the, <laughs> the the possibilities are limitless. And we were we were sitting around when we were shooting it with Bob Nelson, and just you know, for hours talking about of the people that we would love to see on this show. I mean, it would have to run for, you know, 20 years for us to get everybody on it <laughs> yeah. that is on our wish list, you know. Yeah.
2: Well, one one thing, I mean, this is a new project for you. One thing I was kind of bummed about, one of your previous projects, uh, King of the Nerds, when that was announced, um, you know, that that was done, I was really bummed about that, because that's such a cool show. It's it's a little bit well, reality, but I love the competition aspect of it. Um, I, is there loved, any chance-
1: I loved that... Yeah, I loved that show so much. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, I was, it was a rough summer because they held off, uh, for the longest time, uh, canceling us. And so we were just sort of in limbo for so long and they were canceling everything else on the network practically. And yet they weren't canceling us. And then, you know, it just sort of disappeared. And it was, it was a tough way to go because the show had been doing so well on the network. I mean, we were doing great in the third season, but uh, it's a new administration there and they wanted to get their own stuff on. So it's gone. But I'll, I'll tell you, I, I miss it every day. And I feel very fortunate that in three years, I made a lot of friends.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. there are a lot of A lot of the nerds who are on all three of those seasons have become very close friends of mine, so I at least have that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if TBS had exclusive rights. Is there any chance it could get picked up or something similar could pop up?
1: You know, we've been working on that. So far, it just has not transpired. You know, part of the problem is, I think, that, um, you know, after 20 years or something of... People predicting the end of reality television. The truth is, the market is beginning to finally fade for that kind of television show. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, King of the Nerds was really different in that regard. I mean, it was was a reality show, it was a competition show, but it was also a comedy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: And it was the mixture of the three that made it work as well as it did, along with the nerds themselves. Yeah. so it's you know, but but trying to sell new shows like that is proving difficult everywhere. So uh, you know, I'm not too too sanguine that it's going to be back.
0: Yeah. That's disappointing. because yeah. I was a big fan of that show too. So. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. I think I mean, the the one uh, I think it was the third season. The um, Colby from who was on Jeopardy was oh, on. Yeah. The first episode, I'm like, that guy looks really familiar, and I remembered because I loved watching him on Jeopardy just because of his facial expressions alone.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was he was wonderful. I mean, it, you know, that was part of the joy of it was, you know, was getting to know these people, and I've got a, as a nerd myself, it's a, you know, I've got a strong connection to people with those kinds of interests and those kinds of tastes and those kinds of, You know, just, you know, not to say that I'm anywhere near as intelligent as most of them were, uh, because I'm not, and I would never have succeeded at any of the competitions if I'd been, (laughs) you know, a nerd on the show instead of a host. Um, but, uh, but my God, what a, what a great experience getting to know all of them and, and, uh, and still being able to, to spend time with them, you know? I mean, and that's
0: something that's that's relatively unheard of too. I mean, if somebody goes on a reality show, I mean, you'll talk to the hosts throughout the time, and then, but once you're off that show, you, you move on with your life. So, I
1: mean, to find well, out you that you know, you're... I would even, yeah, I would, I would even say that, and in fact, you know, the people who are our producing partners who've done a lot of reality shows. Told us at the very beginning, told Bobby and me at the beginning, you know, you, you don't talk with them, you don't become friends with them, you don't, you, you know, they're, they're the, they're the, uh, the nerds and, uh, you're the host yeah. and you don't get to know them and all of this. Well, it didn't work out for me. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and,
1: um, so by the end of it, I mean, I've been, you know, they've been staying at my house. You know, we, we had a bunch of them in town just a few weeks ago and everybody stayed here. You know, um, uh, I've been to two, uh, uh, baby showers and two, uh, weddings of people who've been on the show, oh, you know, since cool. it started. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: it's just, you know, uh, it, it, I'm, I'm not cut out to be that type of reality person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just am not.
0: Yeah. Um, I know we're running short on time with you, but um, before we let you go, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, when I, again, I mentioned, you know, earlier on that I'm a big fan of yours. I've been a a big fan of yours for a long time. And I know when you meet somebody that you're a fan of, you can be nervous because if they turn out to be somebody that you you really don't expect, like they turn out to be a jerk or anything like that, it can become a big disappointment. Um, But I had the pleasure to meet you about two years ago at wizard world comic-con in philadelphia and oh, yeah you know and I, I did a bunch of photo ops with people where they just kind of heard you through the lines and stuff like that and um but i had the pleasure to meet you and I, while i met some cool people in the you know the the professional photo ops and things like that you you couldn't have been a nicer more genuine guy the the meeting you was so personable that experience made my Comic-Con. That was my first Comic-Con I had ever been to, and that experience had made my Comic-Con. So I personally just want to thank you for that.
1: Oh, my God. That's really nice. I Well, you know, I do these, you know, maybe four times a year or something like that. I just came back from one in Providence. And the thing about it is um, – I am a nerd and I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean I mean I'm a real fan of people. You know, I mean my people might be people from the 30s and 40s or you know the 60s, you know w- whether it's movies or 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 uh, music or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm a fan and I know what it's like to meet somebody that you admire. And how horrible it is when they turn out to be assholes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it, it's just so, it's just such a disappointment. It's maybe not fair to expect, you know, that. But I know how I feel about it, and and so for me, being at the comic cons, I just, I, I mean, I enjoy it. It's, it's, it's one of the perks um, to having been in Revenge of the Nerds. That I have that, that kind of reputation, that, you know, as a sort of nerd, you know, founding father. That uh, that I get to meet people. Yeah. So if I, I appreciate that, I I it is something that I do enjoy. So yeah,
0: I mean, you're so you, you, you we had like a great conversation. You signed a picture for a friend of mine. I got a picture with you. So it was just again that made my experience. So I, I just wanted to thank you for that before we let you go.
1: I appreciate
0: it. Thanks very much. Um, but we're definitely going to send some people to Amazon. If they go on Amazon, they can just search for Heist in, in the search bar and it comes up right under, um, in the videos. The, the pilot episode is up right now. So we want to encourage all of our listeners to go watch it and, and rate it, of course, after they watch it. So we can, you know, we'll keep our fingers crossed that this gets picked up because I would love to see it get
1: picked up as well. So,
0: um, we're also well, go-
1: if we do get picked up and we are able to go to another one, then you know we can come back and talk about it another time. Oh yeah, absolutely. perfect. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, also, we'll send people towards your uh, your Twitter account as well and have them follow you at uh, Curtis is Booger, which I love, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're <laughs> That's um, the one. Yeah, uh, Curtis. Thank you so much for joining us. This was this was yes, thank you. A pure pleasure.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, we are going to take another break. Uh, stick around, we'll be right back with more showcast episodes.